0: I'm trying to eat some like dank food, like really like a tomahawk steak uh, one time this month, some some caviar or omakase the next month, maybe like a buffet here and there. <laughs>
1: but, yeah. I can't believe you said a New Year's resolution on food. <laughs> hey,
0: what's wrong with food? I, I think- no
1: one thinks that far in advance to think like, I'm going to make a menu of what I'm going to eat per month.
0: No, but it's like, you gotta have goals, right? The bigger ideas, you gotta set goals. You put a whole new
2: definition to meal prep. Welcome to OC Hughes, a podcast where we learn to connect through a palette of views, colors, and a diverse community of people from various ethnic backgrounds. We're highlighting meaningful Asian American voices, stories, and experiences of key community members and leaders to reclaim visibility. Hi everyone! My name is Sam, I'm a health program coordinator at Okapika, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers.
1: Hello, I'm Tiffany. I'm executive assistant at Southland Integrated Services, pronouns she, her, and hers.
0: Hello everyone, I'm Josh, a program coordinator at KCS, with the pronouns he, him, his. Thank you for joining us today. Hopefully you can learn something uh, about us. And let's start with a little bit of background.
2: All right, so um, I can start. My name is Sam, as you probably heard. I was born in LA County, but my parents are from the Philippines. I went to UCR, majored in cellular molecular developmental biology. And currently, I'm playing Animal Crossing. I first played on the GameCube but now
1: I'm playing the Nintendo Switch uh, version and um, I'm really enjoying it a little bit too much. Hey Sam, Um, I'm Tiffany. I am born and raised a California girl. I'm mixed, coming from a Filipino mother and a Vietnamese father. I have lived in California for most of my life, except for the first five years where my family lived in the Philippines. I attended UC Irvine, go eaters, and I graduated with a degree in public health because I was far too dumb to see biology. For fun, I enjoy going to the beach and playing pretty much anything active. Uh, right now, my peak interests are in volleyball, bowling, tennis, and golf.
0: Nice. Thank you, tip. Um Hello, everyone. I'm Josh. Again, um, I'm born in Oregon, uh, kind of grew up all around the west coast of the North America, uh, Washington, Canada, ended up in Buena Park, grew up in the IE. Um, I also went to school at UC Irvine. So Shout out, shout out ant eaters, shout out to the crew um, in the family. But I studied international studies um, for fun. like to play some games here and there. Um, also really into um, fitness, um, working out, dancing, all of that good stuff. And that's honestly about it. All right. And that is us. We are O.C. Hughes. Um, Just a little background for our listeners on how O.C. Hughes came to be. Um, I kind of just wanted a a platform for Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders and really share their stories on different types of experiences and their their perspectives on different topics, kind of the bigger and deeper topics that we don't really see being discussed um, on TV or just within our communities. So, really having that platform. And then um, we got I got connected with Okapika through Gabby and Gabby was like, hey, why not do a podcast? And we joined forces and she recruited Sam. And Sam, you want to tell the rest?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gabby connected Josh to me and uh, we met on Zoom. We wrote out the proposal. And we really delved into what we want to talk about, what issues we wanted to address. And we also kept in mind the work that we did wasn't just for us. It was for those going through the same thing Um, and connecting with people that have that same experience, especially addressing Asian hate. And so exactly how Josh said, we wanted to have this as a platform for AAPI communities to be heard. Unified, Empowered, and Seen, and that's actually how um, the name came from or originated from. Um, So we proposed so many names, but that's the one that really stuck, and it made so much sense. Um, And then uh, Tiff came.
1: And then, so I was invited into the project pretty late into the planning process. Uh, I was briefed that the project was actually in the early developmental stages, but to my surprise, it wasn't. Um, I felt really appreciative that Sam and Josh even welcomed me onto the project. And kind of let me just piggyback off everything, even though I had no hand in the idea or the process behind it. Um, I even struggled with, like, feeling like I carried no weight in the podcast. But Sam and Josh really helped me feel like I, my input and presence was, like, valued. Um, and now we've really grown to find a work balance. And we're really learning how to work with each other and find our footing in the podcast. So that's us.
0: Mm-hmm. That is us. And, and kind of to really, like, paint the whole picture. Um, Yes, we are a team. We kind of come from a lot of different backgrounds, um, but we do all share the same passions for our communities. And um, yeah, we're excited to show you all what we got. And for today, it's just something light. Now you know about our backgrounds, how our baby came to be. And Christmas was just last week did anyone have any crazy or kind of interesting family traditions that you, you, you did or something people do, that people might not know about?
2: Uh Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, for Filipinos, we have like a bunch of fun decorations that we put outside and we have this, it's a huge star lantern. It's called Parol in Tagalog. And I think it's, it looks like a huge, like stained glass, like, um star um yeah so we put that outside the house for everyone to see and it has like some religious significance it's like supposed to symbolize um, the star that the wise men were supposed to follow so uh, and that's key into finding if you want to figure out where Filipino families are you just have to look to see if they have the parole but yeah for decorations that's what we always do and for food we have a lot at least at my house we have a lot of dishes but my favorite one hands down is um it's a stew it's called kare kare, and mm-hmm. it has like it's like a thick savory peanut butter stew my mom cooks it with oxtail so it yeah and then I eat it with like a little bit of shrimp paste it's good like it's super good like super yummy mm-hmm. and um Uh, and then we have like kind of like a crispy pork belly so we have that at home but it's called lechon or we call it lechon purple lechon and that one's really good so I'll bring some next time I see you guys I'll bring some
1: okay so Christmas is actually one of my favorite holidays Um, I come from a really large and only growing immediate family my favorite family tradition is seeing all 24 of us in matching like cheesy Christmas pajamas. Um, I'm in charge of purchasing all the pajamas. So it is a hassle and pretty annoying. But to see and get that one photo, it's pretty worth it. Uh, For food, my dad is the cook of the family and my brother. But when my dad cooks noodle soups, mainly pho, um, it just hits different around the holidays. Like he cooks it often, but when it's for Christmas, and it's, like, cold outside, it's just comforting, and it's, like, the perfect way to, like, rally up my entire family, so it's pretty nice. Ooh, mm.
0: that was good. Dang, I feel like my experiences are quite different, to be honest. <laughs> I think being Korean, it was, Christmas was always important, and then, specifically, my family, or my immediate family was just mom and sister, so it was usually very intimate, um, not much going on at home, so we would always go to church, or, like, go to a friend's house and kind of spend it with them and it wasn't there wasn't really much super traditional food or traditional korean food it was more so just really good food um some type of meat uh maybe some che which is like korean glass noodles with like vegetables maybe some meat if you're lucky um well that was about it we would always just sit down sit around talk catch up and yeah, and just enjoy the space and time we had together so now i mean we share like all the good things what do you not like about christmas like what is something that really grinds your gears
2: yo sometimes those relatives no just kidding <laughs> no for real sometimes family even though you love them they can get kind of annoying because you always hear the same things like you know like the milestone talks like when are you gonna get a like a house uh um, <laughs> uh, like when are you getting married when you know so i think maybe like that's the only annoying thing because you know, i feel like nowadays there's no timeline like mm. there's no perfect timeline like get married by this age have a house by this age like have kids by this age so i think like sometimes they're super supportive and they understand that you're on your own path but there are a couple of those aunties or uncles that kind of like pressure you into doing that but other than that maybe it's like also because it's like a family thing so everyone you know shows or comes over and they have like their significant other Mm. have their kids with them so it's kind of like it's easy for them to talk about it because they're experiencing it too, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: So I actually have a similar answer to Sam's. Um, I think, I know I mentioned family is probably one of my important parts of like Christmas, but I do kind of get a little annoyed when it's like a little bit too much family. Um, I haven't mastered how to respectfully roll my eyes when I get like, you know, the relatives that are really nosy about like where I'm at in life. Um, I'm like the only girl in my family. And so I'll get the questions that, like, my brothers didn't get. So I don't really know how to answer them. But I'm really good at dodging questions. And just like, I got to go do something else. But, yeah, it's no, I feel like answering the questions hasn't gotten easier with age. Um, It's just kind of now it's, like, deeper questions. Like, when are you getting married? Like, who's going to be your husband? and Stuff like that. So how do
0: y'all kind of navigate that in the sense that you have to respect what they say? But how do you process that and then respond where it's not too rude, I guess, or Mm -hmm. you don't really internalize that?
2: I agree with Tiff. I think it really starts with who it comes from. And for example, like, if anything, my parents tell me, I know that they're doing it out of like, love and support. So I'll really take into consideration what they're saying. But if it's like an aunt, like, that I only see during Christmas, I don't see her that often. And um, it's more of like very critical. I'll take the value from it. But you know, I'm not going to take it to heart, like, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. And in terms of, you know, navigating it, I agree with Tiff, sometimes you just have to dodge the question or ask or steer the conversation elsewhere, because you're only gonna really feel it if, we keep going into that hole of like, how exactly if you said, why aren't you at this point in your life? Where's your house? Like, where's your husband or your significant other partner? Where are your kids? Like, you know, so
1: I think it sucks that we like a lot of times I'll catch myself just saying, or like answering how I would think they would want me to answer. Um, not necessarily like what my plan of action is, just because I know, it's an easier conversation to go through this live than it is to like, kind of just be honest with them. Um, My parents and like all the people I care for know exactly what direction I'm going towards. And so when it comes to like the distant family relatives that I'll rarely see, they won't really fact check me on it type of thing. So just to get out of the conversation, I'll just say what they want to hear and then like get out of it.
0: To be honest, I don't really get that because they're more worried about like, oh, have you been eating? Have you been sleeping okay? Like, it's more of my safety and well-being physically than where my career's at. So I never really had to deal with that too much. Luckily, maybe not luckily, because I wish my family kind of gave me guidance on how I should go about certain things. But now that I'm older, I do get that. So I appreciate that. Um, but as a young, young child or teenager, it definitely would have... Help me out with a lot of things. And as far as one thing I dislike about kind of Christmas holiday seasons, it would be, it's not really that deep, but it's a hot take. I don't really like the music.
2: Wait, what? You don't like the music?
0: Yeah, I don't like, the holiday music is cool. Um, but after a while, because it starts so early, I'm just like, damn, I don't really want to hear this anymore but it keeps playing like i'll listen to mistletoe by justin bieber a couple times um some mariah carey of course but once christmas is over or like the week couple weeks before it's like damn it's a little early don't you think
1: when i don't know if you can see my face but when josh says he hated christmas music it kind of caught me off guard because i'm on like the opposite side of the spectrum um my family we start christmas the day after Thanksgiving, <laughs> like we go shopping for our Christmas tree uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Um, I decorate the house the weekend of Thanksgiving. So just because like Chris, I mean, like Thanksgiving decorations won't last long just because I have to like prep for Christmas. But I think it's because I come from a family that has a lot of grandkids and like nieces and nephews already. So we really make the holidays for them. I think it's more so for them than it is for us. Uh, Christmas music. I don't listen to a lot of radio music, so it's kind of like whatever I put on. But I appreciate a good Christmas playlist.
2: That's no, a- I, I agree with you, Tiff, because during Thanksgiving we had the Christmas tree up. Yeah. We had the Christmas tree up, so when we were taking pictures, it was like one side was the Thanksgiving with the turkey, and then you like flip on the other side, it's already it's, Christmas. it's already Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, it just gets annoying when I hear um, uh, certain songs, I agree, mm-hmm. uh, but I can't lie, it does get me in the mood, like, to, like, I don't know, it makes me want to drink hot cocoa, even though I don't really drink hot cocoa and marshmallows and all that, but they do that because they want you to buy more stuff. It's like, a. I think I read somewhere, it's like a very deep-rooted psychological thing where it's like you know Christmas is coming so you're willing to spend more and yeah no I don't know it's very I don't know I think it's very different in the Philippines because we celebrated 90 days before Christmas so and that's on another level you know what I mean but I don't I don't know I think yeah every year it seems like they're playing music or they're like decorating way too early so I don't know
0: like I the decoration started in November, in
2: November, yeah, or
0: even like late October. I was like, "Yo, it's Halloween," and like the whole shopping thing. I'm like, "Damn, capitalism really is fighting for its life right now."
2: Yeah, Black Friday mm-hmm. and everything, Cyber Monday, and I think maybe like for this year. I mean, I can forgive it because maybe the market hasn't been that great, or like people are were not willing to spend as much money as before just due to COVID or due to not having a job so I don't know that's uh, yeah but I, I feel like people are spending like crazy right now because I've seen people like get on the bot list like you know how to <laughs> buy a bunch of stuff like quick and then make yeah a resell thing I know I say no to that for sure makes me feel like wow like i think one thing for sure it makes me realize how fast the end of the year is we're almost done 2021 is only like 31 days 30 30- no
0: 2021 is now
2: oh shoot 2021 <laughs> is or
0: 2022 is now
2: 2022 yeah 2022 is like almost here so man it, it it's been a fast year at least for me or it was fast and slow, but it's been like a roller coaster.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think this year is has been super fast. And for the listeners that may or may not be confused, this is being recorded in December of 2021. So just throwing that disclaimer out there. But yeah, the year went so, so fast. I think the middle, it was like, when is this going to end? Make it stop. And the Halloween came and I was like, okay. And then Thanksgiving well happened. And I was like, yo, it was not Thanksgiving, right? It didn't feel like it. I kind of was slightly confused. And now that Christmas is coming or it ended, I'm like, dang, this is it.
2: Yeah, I said in.
0: Yeah. And I guess on the topic of New Year's resolutions, um, or New Year's. Any resolutions, any any new things for yourself, any new promises?
1: Um, I started thinking about New Year's resolutions already. Um, I think I really want to focus, I kind of started in the end of 2021, but I really want to focus on myself mentally and physically for this new year. Uh, 2021 was overall a great year for me, a lot of growing, a lot of thankfulness, but I found myself wearing thin a lot um mentally and I think this year I really want to focus on what keeps me happy and what keeps me sane um and then physically I've always been active but I think I've never reached like the physique I wanted and like the body I wanted so I'm hoping summer 22 2022 will be a whole different day.
2: I believe in you too <laughs> I think you can do it that's like a while you know. um yeah and I think yeah exactly like work kind of starts now consistency is important so i think i can agree with you on that point because i really want to work on consistency and like kind of more of like consistency and organization um i've been wanting to implement a routine with good habits to help my mental physical and like even oral health like i want to floss every day i want to work out but more so I want to use like these habits to form the routine so I can feel really confident about myself and I want to be comfortable in my own skin. So that's, you know, that's my main thing. I want to be consistent. I want to be confident and I want to have like those daily affirmations like, yes, I can do this. I have the capability to do something that uh, I've always wanted to do or. Just work on my mentality when I go into projects. So, and I feel like that'll help others also feel really confident about themselves too. And who knows, you know, whoever's watching this episode, they might be pushed to do something that they've always wanted to do. So, yeah. And it starts with consistency.
0: It starts now.
2: (laughs) It starts today.
0: Right now. Everyone go outside and do something. No, just kidding. But, for New Year's resolutions, I have a couple. I kind of categorized it differently. Like we mentioned it before, but I really kind of took the time to think about what the heck I'm trying to do next year. Um, so for fitness, just get stronger, get a little cuter, get a little better. You know, the, the, the usual things. Um, definitely try and hit uh, my numbers. 500 pound deadlift coming soon. 400 pound squat coming soon, three plate bench. It's going to be probably cutting it very close to the end of next year, but it's okay. And then as far as mental, um, really reminding myself how far I've come as far as personal growth. I think this past year and the end of 2020, um, I went through a lot of different changes. So I grew a lot as an individual, a lot more mature, Mm, a different mindset, really centered on being grateful and understanding my worth as an individual, wherever that may lead me as a career, as a friend, as a sibling, as a son. Um, And then as far as food, I'm trying to eat some like dank food, like really like a tomahawk steak, uh, one time this month, some some caviar or omakase the next month, maybe like a buffet here and there. Yeah. I
1: can't believe you said a New Year's resolution on food. <laughs> hey,
0: what's wrong with food?
1: I think- no one thinks that far in advance to think like, I'm going to make a menu of what I'm going to eat per month.
0: No, but it's like you got to have goals, right? The bigger ideas. You got to set goals.
1: You put you a whole achieve. new definition to meal prep. Like. No, but it,
0: <laughs> it's not like it's going to happen on that month. But, you know, maybe this month I feel a little steak action. So I'll go get a steak with by myself.
2: Yeah, treat you. Or with
0: y'all. I don't know. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and that next month, I don't know, maybe get some like authentic ice cream. I don't know. Or get like a vanilla bean and try it. Something outside Family. my comfort zone for sure. Mm. Man, you are just roasting me with this little. <laughs> oh, oh my I did not God.
2: expect it to be like. <laughs> you said
1: be authentic, so you I don't know. know I, don't... I
2: mean, yeah, she was real authentic with me. No, he's
0: getting roasted. <laughs> I like that. I didn't I mean, that. as as far as my New Year's resolutions, or not even resolutions. Honestly, I feel like. When you set a resolution, it's always destined to fail. Like, I feel like a lot of people make... This is a hot take, too. I got a lot of hot takes today. But I feel like a lot of people make resolutions and they struggle to keep that resolution going. Mm -hmm. So I think reframing it for myself as a promise to myself has been a big change and a big factor. Um, Like, working out during COVID... I got thick with like four C's <laughs> like I was the triple digits. I did not want to see, um, but I kind of was like, you know what? I know I can do this. Um, I know I'm capable. And I promise if you stay consistent, stay diligent, like you'll get there.
1: How do you keep yourself accountable though?
0: Oh, that is a toughie.
2: Oh, I have a, I have an answer to this.
1: Sure. Ooh, okay, family but
2: it's very It's like kind of nerdy. Okay. The answer, okay, this is what okay. I've done before. If you do something for 21 days, right? That's the goal. Mm-hmm. 21 days, that's when it becomes a true habit. But, um, so what, for example, I had to give my dog medication, right? Because see, there's something wrong with his ear or he had to like, some medication in and I'm not I'm not used to giving my dog medication so um every day like I blank sheet of paper I just write medication and then like the morning and night right so every time I put it somewhere I always see it like it's a reminder right it's like always telling me always telling me when I see it I put it right in the middle of the table of like my living room because I can't get to anywhere without going in the living room I can get into the doorway, can't get into the kitchen without actually seeing the paper. And every day I see it, it's a reminder, and I just check it. I'll be like, oh, it's time again, you know, because it's it's so easy and convenient to see. It's like it's time again. Give the medication and then do it again later. So after 21 days, I kind of don't need the paper anymore. I already know, like, oh, it's time again. And I, I keep doing that. And even okay. I used to floss every day in college which is like you know not that great right in terms of achievements Mm -hmm. I floss every day and my gum like my gum health was really good I think I remember I came back to my dentist and she's like oh my gosh wow it's really good (laughs) because usually they'll like start like polishing like you're bleeding yeah you got bleed everywhere and so like that that also helps like the affirmation from other people or validation like Oh like they see your progress even if you don't see it. So 21 days is your goal and then from then on like it's just a habit. Mm. But that doesn't mean that it's you know that doesn't mean that you'll do it forever. You still mm. are you need to put the effort. But if you do it so much it doesn't feel like you're putting in effort at all, you know?
0: So And then for me I think the 21 days I've heard it works. But once I Go like oh shoot day 18 mm-hmm. by day night by day 21 it's gonna be in my brain no by day 18 i'm still like damn i forgot i almost forgot today so it's not really like a great gauge for me personally um, the thing that works for me that i've learned is just being conscientious of what's going on with yourself be really in tune with yourself like your brain your body your emotions, all that good stuff. And it'll just naturally come to you. I think for Jimmy, it was like, man, I don't want to go today, but you should go because it helps kind of clear my head a lot uh, from work, whatever stressors I may have. I'll just dance for 30 minutes to an hour before my workout and then hop into the workout for like an hour, hour and a half. And then after I'm I come out feeling great. And then that kind of great feeling is, I guess, a little bit of a addiction. Mm-hmm. Like really drives me to keep going. And even just trying to stay positive. Like, it's got to be like, hey, you're being a little wiener right now. Turn that frown upside down. You know, some like stupid, cute, quirky, whatever quips I got. Oh, my God. Look at the alliteration. Oh, my. Sorry, I apologize, viewers. I got to I got to shout out myself, you know, love yourself 2022 and on. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. What about you, Tip? How have you been accountable?
1: Um, It's funny because you guys bro- both brought up like self-accountability. But I think for me, like I have I, th- I feel like I'm pretty disciplined. Like I know what I want. I go for it but I think it's helpful when I share what my goals are because then my friend or like my family could be like, Hey, you didn't work out today. Like you said, you're going to set these goals and I can't, you know, I can't really get out of it at that point. Like I could convince myself, like you could get out, you could get, you worked hard today. You don't need to work out, but I can't convince my brother that because he's (laughs) going to be like, no. (laughs) So I think being like inviting people on your journey is pretty good. And I think it's a great way to have that external motivation when you're locking that internal. So,
0: so accountability is cool. It's key. I mean, as far as accountability, cool. New Year's resolutions, cool. Um, I guess now looking back instead of forward, to switch it up a little bit. What things did you learn about yourself that you may or may not have learned in your previous years? and kind of share one of your experiences for our viewers?
2: I think I realized that I overthink. And that like, not that I didn't notice it before, but um, going back to what Tiff was saying, uh, or even what Josh was saying is like, sometimes when you already implant in your head that there's doubt or you can't do something because someone said you can't, like, I've taken that and like accepted it. So Mm -hmm. before I would be like, no, like you can't tell me what to do. Like I'm going to do it and you're going to watch me do it. But I think maybe it's because of quarantining or isolation or just not taking those really like crucial steps to take care of my health and my mental health. Now I realize like, wow, I really care about what people say, even if I don't tell them. That's something that I'm working on because sometimes I don't want to care what people say, but also like, yeah, like they're right. You know, sometimes I want to say like, oh, they're right. Like I can't do it or, oh, they're right. Like I'm so silly for thinking that I could even like start this or whatever. So that's the big lesson that I think I've learned from myself. And with, with like 2022, just like, continue to tell myself like hey like you can do it don't ever let someone say that you can't like do something that you really want to do and if you fail you know because that's still a possibility right if you fail like take that as a lesson take that as a stepping stone but never ever like back down because someone said something that like affected you so Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that's a that's a big one for me for sure
0: Thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah, thanks, Sam. Um, I think I relate a little bit with Sam. Um, 2021, like I said previously, was a pretty good year for me, but I noticed, I touched on this briefly before, but I was really wearing myself thin. Um, I was really putting myself out there in a lot of things that I didn't have time for. Um, And then I realized at a certain point, I think in the later part of the year, I realized I was not making time for myself. Um, and that's actually a little bit hard for me to say just because, uh, I'm very like selfless as a person. And so for me to like me making time for myself makes it feel like I'm being selfish and it makes me feel like I'm not, I'm like rejecting people or I'm not like, I just don't care anymore. But I think showing myself that I care more about me and my mental and my physical will just be better for all my relationships and I like everybody else around me, just because I could give a better part of myself to them, type of thing. So,
0: yeah. Dang, okay. thank you. Thank you. For um, that. damn. For me, I'll just give like one little aspect of the overarching theme of mental health. Um, I think no, no. I think I know. Um, I used to be really indecisive with my emotions and really uh, I would refuse to feel the emotions that I would feel because I would always think they're kind of dumb which made me invalidate my own feelings Um, and like hearing it from other people that I have relationships with that I tend to have this like unacceptance of human emotions has really shaped how I see myself now Like if I'm upset, I'll write something down or I'll think through it. Like, why am I like, yeah, you can feel upset. Like, why are you upset? Is it not necessarily, it it doesn't need to be justified, but more so like understand where all of this is coming from. Like, did this happen before where like my feelings got hurt and now it's going through that process and being able to vocalize it to people and being unapologetic of myself and what I'm feeling has been a huge, like, weight off my shoulders. I don't know if it's because I'm a cisgender Korean-American man or male. It's, like, it's different. And shout out to the Genius Brain podcast. for really, like, making it, like, a topic that is worth talking about or that people will listen to now.
1: Yeah, I was actually, when you were talking, I was like, it's kind of cool to hear a male speak about their emotions so highly and kind of be mindful about it just because it's so uncommon in our society. And, you know, Sam and I, for both Sam and I, it was so easy for us to be like, well, ours is our mental. But to hear that you're touching about the same thing and talking about the same thing, it's very relatable. So thank you, Josh.
2: Now that we got to learn about the team and about O.C. Hughes, it's time for some quick fire questions. I'll give you two options. Just pick the one that comes to your mind first. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Okay. What do you pour first, milk or cereal?
0: Milk. Milk.
2: Mm, cereal. Oh, okay.
0: Singing or
2: dancing?
1: Um, I can't do either, but singing for me.
0: Um, I thought about this too. For three seconds and I'ma say both. Cause I, I naturally like dancing, but I've been going out to karaoke and singing my heart out recently.
2: I think uh I'm gonna go with singing. I feel like because I can sing anywhere, but I can't dance everywhere. You know what I mean? Okay, night or morning.
0: I'm a
1: night person.
0: Night for sure.
2: There are midday options. <laughs> I'm not a morning person, but I guess I'm a day person, but yeah. Hot or cold? Um, when I think of this,
1: I think of weather, and I pick hot.
0: Cold, for sure.
2: Cold. I think about drinks, like cold beverages. All right. Okay. Going out or staying in?
1: Uh, depends on my mood, but most likely just going out.
0: I agree. Depends on the mood, but I can do either.
2: Okay. Mm, Staying in. (laughs) A group hangout or one-on-one hangout?
1: Um, I guess it also depends, but I think I prefer group hangout.
0: One-on-one hangout.
2: One-on-one hangout, for sure. Mm -hmm. Work from home or in person slash in office.
1: Um, I've never had the pleasure of working from home so in person
0: remote all the way please bring it back
2: (laughs) yep same work from home tv shows or movies
0: um
1: I'm gonna go with movies to have commitment issues
0: movies because I like movies
2: (laughs) tv shows (laughs) Uh... oh my okay passion or stability uh
1: stability
0: passion with the side of stability (laughs)
2: okay i
0: think that's cheating
2: yeah that sounds like you're saying both but i think passion for sure uh all right painful truth or comforting lie
0: painful truth painful truth Mm
2: -hmm. agreed painful truth words or actions
0: uh actions Mm, I like both. I think they got a match.
2: That's true. It's got to be in tune. Oh, okay. I think I can agree with that. I'll say actions though. Um, okay. Name one quality people admire about you the most.
1: Uh. I think that I'm dependable.
0: Mm, I think um, for me, it's empathy. I can really feel for other people.
2: Hmm. Uh, i feel like creativity to
1: close us out we're gonna play hughes goes which is a playoff bingo we will all share a game card and the golden game is to get four in a row the questions will be from four categories which is hughes hearing unifying empowering and seeing with some random fun ones here and there are you guys ready ready yeah yay, yay. yay. Okay. yay. let me get
2: prepped yes. right. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you sound like that kid
0: you know, yeah, with the ball bouncing off his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: can you
1: guys see my screen? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes.
0: All
1: right. So here's our game card and let's get started. So we're gonna start with Josh. Our first question number nine is what's your dream job?
0: Stay at home, dad. Easy. Oh. Stay <laughs> at home, dad, for sure. I'll take care of the okay. kids, I'll cook, I'll clean. That's it. That's all I gotta wow. say about that.
1: that's a good answer because I want to be a stay-at-home mom all right so number nine let's mark that off um all right this one's for me number two why is it so important for your voice to be heard Mm. I think it's really important for our voice to be heard because listening really lays like the foundation of like being aware and like awareness and acknowledgement and so uh and that's like the start of it and then in order to build on that you have to understand in order to implement a plan. So I think that's why it's really important to be heard because it just really it an understanding of what's the needs and the wants and the solution. So yeah. Good All right. Number two. Wow. We're already halfway there. Oh, we might number six have- is for Sam. Mm-hmm. How have you been a pillar of unity within your community?
2: I think for me, um, being a pillar of unity within the Filipino community, maybe it's uh, not being so critical or not being so judgmental. Um, Cause even there's like a show called don't be judgmental. And so I think giving each other slack within the community and not being so judgmental would be a one part of unity because we are so quick to discriminate or so quick to, you know, call someone out, but we don't look within ourselves. So, yeah.
1: All right. Thank you for sharing that, Sam. I definitely relate being half Filipino of how nice our people are, but how judgmental they could be. So number six. All right. Back to Josh. Number 10. What are some ways to ensure your community is seen?
0: Mm. Man, there's a lot. Frick. I don't want to like not answer this fully for our listeners, but honestly, I don't know everything. So that's okay. I think a lot of it has to do with data. As simple as disaggregate data for our Asian communities and Pacific Islander communities, being able to see how many people there are kind of puts a perspective in the size of the population. Mm -hmm. And mm, with that, shoot, I think visibility is a huge thing tied to being heard too. So if people aren't seeing you, and people don't really know that you're there. It's as simple as like, if people don't see you, you feel left out. You feel kind of lost, lonely. And putting it on the grand scheme of things, it's it's a whole community of people. Mm. How to ensure being seen. Things like this, the platform, or like our, our podcast. Um, social media is a huge one. Getting yourself out there within the community, talking to community members is also a huge one to see them or for them to see you. So I think that's just a couple things I may have rambled on, but it's okay.
1: okay Andreas, thank you, Andrea. Thank you. So number 10. All right, I'm up number seven. What is the way forward for your community? Mm. Um, I think within my community, Coming, being like a woman in Asia, and I think many times the mentality is that the issue and problem doesn't directly affect me, so it doesn't pertain to me. And so I think the way forward with that, and just to like tackle that, is just to create a voice. Um, to create a voice that's already hard in itself, and to take a united stance, which we kind of see already with like the Stop Asian Hate. But I don't think I think that's the start. I don't think we should stop there. So I think from here. We kind of just need to keep this momentum and keep being seen, keep trying to be heard and being unified. Yeah. Number seven. All right. So we are almost there. Number 15 is for Sam. Sam, what is one piece of advice you would tell your 10-year-old self?
2: Oh, okay. Um, One piece of advice that I would tell my 10-year-old self is that um, no matter how bad it gets that just give it one more go because at the end, like you'll be fine. And that uh, you really need to make sure that you're not in your shell all the time. Um, And that to be open with people because they're willing to wanna know who you are and they're interested in what you're interested. So yeah.
1: All right, thank you, Sam. Number 15. Okay, back up to Josh, number 14. Do you have any hidden (laughs) talent?
0: Um, (laughs) I don't know. Not really. I mean, I could spread out all my toes, but I will not show that on camera. (laughs) Um, what else? Um,
2: not the toes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Not the toes. I, I, it was, I panicked. (laughs) Um, hidden talents.
1: Josh know. is having a hard time with this, but Josh is a pretty good dancer. It's not a hidden talent, but I think it's a talent. So if oh, he doesn't sure. have an answer for this, I'll help him out. Thank you. Number 14. All right, Bam. I'm back at number one. How do you listen to your community's issues and solutions to these issues and accurately echo them to the general population? I think it's a tough question. Um, I don't think there's one correct answer to this, but I think listening with the intention of reaching common ground and not being right is a start. And I think providing accurate facts and knowledge, and that in turn will garner like engagement, would probably resonate best with like the general population and just be good for the masses. Nice. Yeah. All right. Good answer. Number one. All right. All right. We can hit bingo anyway. Hopefully it's right here. Number three. As an individual, <laughs> how do we create a seat at the table where your voice is not only heard, but received?
2: Oh, this is... Okay. I know we already talked about this probably previously, but um, like off camera, but um, sometimes, you know... We have to make our own table and invite people to our table in order to be seen or heard. Because, you know, for us AAPIs, just even being labeled a minority doesn't give us a lot of power. So I think the power is having our own platform, having our own space that we can really uh, talk about issues, talk about um, uh, addressing anything that um, comes up, especially from an advocacy standpoint um, with policy and um, again, like disaggregating data
1: as well. So, yeah. Thank you, Sam, number three. All right, Just back up to Josh, number four. Josh, if you get this right, we have bingo. <laughs> How should we as Asian Americans unite without disproportionately representing one group over the other?
0: Mm. I think Sam touched upon kind of the minority picture But within that minority, we have our own minorities. And recognizing your power within that group Mm -hmm. and then uplifting those that don't have as much power um, is kind of the best way to go about it. But to disproportionately represent one group over the other, in my opinion, Um, I may not know the right answer, but it seems like giving the space for these communities to speak and address certain issues and bring light and bring light to themselves as a community is a huge step in becoming one without stepping over the other.
1: All right. Great answer, Josh. Number four. And we have Hughes go. Yes, finally.
0: We did. Good
1: job. Congratulations, guys. Thank you for your great answers.
0: Thank you, Tiff, for leading us in that game. Um, And thank you to our listeners for joining us on our very first episode. Our upcoming episodes will have colorful conversations, discussions about the AAPI experience coming from AAPI members and leaders. If you like this episode, listen to our upcoming podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at OC underscore Hughes. Thank you.